So we're going to get into the word this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for your word. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. I said, we don't need screens. We just need you. Lord, we need your presence, God, and we just need your Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just pray, God, right now for this message, Lord, and, and just for hearts, again, to be changed. And, Lord, we give you all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, your iPhones, iPads, whatever it is you guys use uh, uh, to read the Word in, let's open them up to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. And, and we're going to talk, we're going to pick on Peter a little bit today. And probably next week, is that okay? We pick on Peter. Pick on him a little bit. Um, so we're going we're gonna to start reading in Acts chapter 12. And I want you to look starting in verse 6. Starting in verse 6. It says, And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains. Everybody say two chains. Two chains. Two chains. Between two soldiers. Everybody say two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. It says, now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone. It says, a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. The King James says, get up. Everybody say, get up for me. Get up. He said, get up. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel of the Lord said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Verse 9. So he went out and followed him and did not know what was done by the angel was real. Can I tell you all that's an astonishing thing right there? That he did not know that what was done by the angel was even real? Right? That's astonishing to me. But he thought it was a vision. He thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened up to them of its own accord. Did you catch that? Opened up to them of its own accord. They come to the, to the gate of the city. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately, immediately the angel, the Bible says, departed from him. Notice verse 11. It says, when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain. In other words, he wasn't certain. Guys, we're also on the YouVersion Bible app. I think I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but if you go on the YouVersion Bible app, you can follow along with these scriptures as well if you don't, don't have your Bible. But, but verse 11, so when Peter came to himself, he said, now I know for certain. So in other words, he wasn't really certain, right, of what, of what was going on. He, he wasn't certain what was real. He didn't even have faith to believe that what was happening was really happening. Amen? He, he, wasn't, he wasn't sure. So then he walks out and he says, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. Amen. And, and he said, and he said now, now I know for certain. Now for certain. So I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about how to get up and get free. Everybody say get up and get free. I'm going to talk to you about how to do it. See, Peter was arrested by King Herod. He was put in prison and he was being held for execution. They had already executed James, right? They had already beheaded James. And, and this thing is slippery. I'm sweating. Herod had gave specific orders for the prison, the prison guards to make sure this man never gets loose. He is never 
to break out of prison. He is going to die in prison. Herod said, I'm going to execute him and silence his voice forever. That's what he said. He was going to do everything in his power. I think I said it a couple weeks ago, to keep the microphone out of Peter's hand at the day of Pentecost. He was going to silence him forever. He said to those over the prison, he said, it's your job to keep this man from breaking free. We have an enemy who has decided that his job is to keep every believer in this place from breaking free. Amen? That's his job, is to keep every single one of you from breaking free. The evening before the execution, we told that there was a major, major upgrade in security. That's what we're told. There's a, there's a major upgrade in security, so much so that the Bible says that two chains were attached to Peter. Two chains were attached to him. One of the chains was connected to the wall and to his hands. It was to bind his hands. We know this from history, okay? One of the chains was attached to his hands and, 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 and attached to the wall to bind his hands from, from coming free. And one of the other chains, like I said, there was two chains. One of them was connected to his, to his ankles, and it was bound to the wall to keep his feet from, from moving, to keep his feet from coming free. And if that wasn't enough, the upgrade in security also, according to the text, it included two soldiers at all times. There was two soldiers at all times. There were four different shifts, but two soldiers would stand, one on one side and one on the other side, okay? He was attached, chained to the wall, and then a soldier on one side of him and then a soldier on the other side of him, making sure that if he did ever escape, from the chains that he was attached to, that he would have these killer guards standing next to him. And if that wasn't enough, he had two prison gates that he had to go through. He had two prison gates that he had to go through before he got to the large iron gate that was on the outside. This massive gate. And behind that gate, the Bible says there was a prison guard, there was a warden that was back behind that gate. It was the keeper of the prison who was watching also. Guys, we're talking about strict, 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 Security. In today's time, Peter would have been in what they called a supermax prison. Triple max prison. I, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Y'all know. Y'all know my story. Come on. Um, you're locked up behind one door that's locked up behind another door that's locked up behind another door. That's like, right? It's one thing after another. If he would get out of one situation, he would have to go through another and another, and another. He had the chains, he had the guards, right? In other words, it seems that nothing on earth would ever get him out of prison. Can I tell you, we are not limited, ladies and gentlemen, to earthly help. Amen. Our strength is not in horses and chariots, the Bible declares. Come on. Our strength is not in Navy SEALs, Shimmering down, I see my guy right there. Our strength is not in Navy SEALs shimmying down a rope and, and, and putting explosives on the gates and busting us out with machine guns and rocket fire. That's not where our strength is. But the Bible says that the spiritual prison that the enemy wants to hold you into, listen, the devil thinks, man, I've got you this time. He says, I got you this time. I've got two chains on you. He says, I've got two soldiers on you. I've got two gates in front of you. He says, I've got, and, and, and if that's not enough, he says, I've got this big, massive iron gate that's going to keep you locked up. It's not going to move. And then if that's not enough, he says, I've got another prison guard that's behind that gate that's over the entire prison that's watching you. There is no way out. But I want to tell you this morning that my Bible says, he that the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Can we give Jesus a better hand clap than that? It doesn't matter. 
what is, 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 is holding you down. It doesn't matter what chains, guards, gates, but it doesn't matter. He that the sun sets free is free indeed. Two chains. I want to talk to you this morning about those two chains. Two chains. One of them is on his hands and one of them is on his feet. I believe that that speaks of the twin chains of fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. Many of you have great things ahead of you. You know that? Many of you have great things ahead of you. Many of you have big things coming in your life. But the enemy would love this morning to chain you up and stop you and stop your feet from going forward. Amen? Stop your life from moving out into what God has called you to do, and he does it with two chains of fear and doubt. Fear that says, you can't go where you're supposed to go. You can't do what you need to do. You don't have what it takes. You can't do it. You're, you're worried about what someone might think of you, what somebody might, might say of you. you. You got fear, you just can't do it. You might fail, you might get laughed at. What if you don't do it? What if you don't have it? What if you don't have what it takes? You're not smart enough. It's the chain of fear. It's the chain of fear that's holding you back. And it's twin. It's the chain of doubt. It's the chain of doubt. Not just doubting if God will help you. Because, see, that's what the enemy wants us to do and wants us to believe. Amen? Are you listening to me this morning? Am I just preaching to myself? Because I'm telling you, that's what the enemy wants us to do is doubt that what God says is going to work and going to happen and going to manifest in our life, right? Because that's what he wants to do, question and make you doubt. Is God really for me? Is God really for me? Is God on my side? And if he can't get you to doubt this, one of the biggest ways the enemy will keep you bound is to make you doubt yourself. He will make you doubt your own ability. He will make you doubt your own giftedness. He will make you doubt your own calling. Amen? He will make you doubt your own talents. Maybe you doubt if you're good enough. Come on. Maybe you doubt if you've got it. You doubt if you're talented enough, if you're smart enough, good-looking enough. All these things the enemy can put chains on us to say, you just don't have what it takes. You just ain't going to make it. You're not going to get there. And the chain of fear on one side of you and the chain of doubt on the other side of you that's holding you back. Come on now. I doubt this is going to happen. I doubt I'm ever going to get here. I doubt we can, and I'm afraid of this, and I'm afraid of that. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that the Bible declares that God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not give us a spirit of intimidation, of timidity, but of strength and a sound mind. And I'm telling you, he did not give us a spirit of being afraid. Come on. He did not. That chain of fear, God did not give us a spirit of fear. If there's an opportunity that God wants to bring into your life, come on. If you have an opportunity and there's something coming that God wants to bring into your life, don't you dare let the chain of doubt and the chain of fear hold you back and keep the very best that God has for you from you in your life. Don't let the chain of fear and doubt hold you back. Amen. Shake off the chain of fear. Shake off the chain of doubt. Shake it off this morning. 
There are miracles in your future. Let God liberate you from fear and doubt. And I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I know there's somebody in here that fear and doubt is holding you back just a little bit. Shake it off. Let God liberate you from the chains of fear and doubt. Get your hands free. Get your voice free. Amen. Come on. Shake them off. Get your feet free. Shake off the twin chains of fear and doubt. Hallelujah. I'm going to see a victory. Come on. Y'all don't make me break out in song up here. I'm not afraid to. Our worship pastor is staring at me with that crazy look in his eye back here behind the curtain. But I am not afraid to break out in song. Let me tell you something, if the enemy can't hold you with fear and doubt, if he can't keep you chained and keep you bound down with fear and gout, uh, fear and gout, hear that? Fear and doubt. If somehow he was to miraculously get out of that, get out of those chains of fear and doubt, it seemed there was no way to get out of that. But if he did, then he had two guards, one on one side of him, and then one on the other side. I think the one on this side speaks and represents discouragement. Amen? It speaks of discouragement because you're going to encounter those guards on the journey to your dream. You know that. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to have to confront your fear. You're going to have to, have to overcome your doubt. Amen? Come on. And then you're going to have to break free when you, when you break free. But as soon as you do, there's going to be guards on each side of you. It's going to be discouraging you from, from stepping out. It's going to be holding you back. When you break free from the fear and doubt, then you got discouragement. And then the other guard on this side is the guard of intimidation. Come on. It's the guard of intimidation. And they'll do everything they can to try to talk you out of to try to beat you down and try to keep you stuck where you're at in your life right now. Fear, doubt, discouragement, intimidation. They're going to try to keep you down and keep you stuck. You see, the enemy wants to stop you and keep you and block you from being free. And he'll use discouragement. And he'll use intimidation. And he'll use the chains of fear and doubt in your life. He'll... He'll hold you down. He'll hold you back. Even self-doubt. To hold you in the place, the dark place, the place that you've lived in and the place that you have made your life in. Amen? I'm telling you. The place that life has put you in. And I want you to understand today that the enemy of your soul is guarding the gate. The enemy of your soul is guarding the gate. He says that you're not going to go any further. And if somehow you could shake off those chains of fear and doubt and you could somehow overcome the discouragement and you could somehow overcome the intimidation, come on, then the enemy would have closed doors. You break off the fear and the doubt. You get loose from the discouragement and the intimidation 
And now the enemy has closed doors and he says these doors will never open for you. These doors will never open for you. Those, those doors that you need finances and, and stuff to come through and, and so on in your life. He said, these doors are closed. These doors will never open for you. They'll never open. You might as well just get settled in right there where you're at right now. You might as well just settle on down and stay right there where you're at because these doors are never, ever going to open for you. That's what he says. I'm sure on the other side of that big gate where the warden was, he was hurling insults. You ain't going to make it. You don't have what it takes. You're nobody. You're nothing. You can't do nothing. You're going to be stuck right here where you're at the rest of your life. You'll never amount to anything. That's what he says. These are the voices and the instruments of the enemy that he will use to hold you back from the purpose and the plan and the dream that God has for your life. Amen. Two chains, two soldiers, and then the keeper of the door. Mm. But then the story shifts suddenly. Everybody say suddenly. Come on. rest of you say it. Say suddenly. There you go. Acts 12, 7 says, Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up. Get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. It says a light shone into the prison cell. That shining light into the darkness is the light of victory. It's the light of faith. It's the light of hope. It's the light of the word of God. Shown in the prison cell. Because it doesn't matter how bound the enemy has you in fear, how bound he has you in doubt. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're stuck in discouragement and intimidation. I want you to know right now, wherever you are, the enemy would love for you not to hear this message today. He would love it. He would love for you not to, not to catch this and not to understand it. He knows that if he's got you chained with fear and doubt and discouragement and intimidation, and, and, that you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay stuck right where you're at. I got you. That's what he knows. If, you, if, if you're not hearing this, but when the light of the gospel, come on, somebody. Woo. That's why it's so powerful. For you to be sitting in a service like this right here, hearing this. So you can sit there and the gospel can shine the light of hope on your life. The light of faith on your life. The light that can bring victory into your dark prison. It's the word of God. And suddenly, listen, everybody say suddenly. And suddenly, notice the chains are still there. The guards are still there. Come on. The chains are still there. The guards are still there. The, the iron gates are still there. The warden is still there. Nothing has changed except the light of the gospel is hidden. <laughs> Nothing has changed. And when the light shines, the next thing that happens is the voice of the angel looks at him and says, Get up! Get up! And I'm your angel today. And I'm here to tell you this morning, Get up! Get up! That's my message. It's simple. It's plain. 
When you think there's no way out, you've just been sitting there rattling your little chains long enough. I'm here to tell you this morning, get up. Stop talking about how big your chains are. Because here's the point. I'm going to tell you this. When I'm down here, look, when I'm down here, the gates look really, really big. The guards look really, really big. The discouragement is, is, is really, really great when I'm, when I'm down here. Okay, but when I, I'm telling you, when I decide to get up, something amazing happens. Amen? When you decide to get up, it's amazing. They're not as big as I thought they were. They're not as great as I thought they were because, come on, somebody. That's why we can't afford to sit around playing the victim game. I'm telling you. Can't sit around feeling sorry for yourselves. You have to get up in life. Say, I'm not going to sit here for the rest of my life. I'm going to get up. Turn to your neighbor and say, get up. And then the angel said in verse 8, look in verse 8. Look in verse 8. He said, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. He said, put your shoes on. Did you catch that? He said, gird yourself. Look at verse 8. He said, gird yourself. Put your shoes on. You're going somewhere. Everybody shout, I'm going somewhere. Don't sit there. You sit there long enough wiggling your toes. You sit there long enough in the chains of fear and, and in the chains of doubt and, and with the guards of in, in, intimidation and the guards of discouragement on you. You sit there long enough. Get your shoes on. Get up. You got somewhere to go. Amen. It's time to march. It's time to get out of here. Not yet. It's time to put your walking shoes on. Y'all got somewhere to go. God's going to take you places you've never even been before. Amen. He's going to take you places that you've never even been before. And God wants you to go with confidence, and he is sending his angel to go before you. You put your walking shoes on. Got somewhere to go. And I can't tell you, sorry. I can't tell you when it happened. I can't tell you when it happened, but, but all I know is the Bible says this. It says when he stood up and put his shoes on, the chains fell off. Come on. It said the chains fell off. That's a miraculous thing. I wonder if he would have got up the day before or the day before, or the day before, if the chains would have fell off. Huh? Think about it. If he would have got up the day before, maybe the chains would have fell off then, but I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here stuck. When you're ready to get up, all you got to do is get up. Amen. John 5, 5. There was a man who waited 38 years by the pool of Bethesda. He waited 38 years for somebody to pick him up. When you want to get up, all you got to do is get up. He waited 38 years for somebody to carry him and pick him up. And some of you need to quit waiting on somebody else to pick you up. Some of you need to get yourself up and, and, and talk yourself into your own victory. Sometimes you have to do like David and, and encourage yourself and just get up. 
just get up. Man, I am sweating and this thing is slippery. Scotty, we want to duct tape this on or give me like a headband or something. I don't know. Do what David did. Encourage yourself and get up. Keep marching. Put your shoes on and say, I'm moving forward. I got somewhere to go. Get up and go to church. Get up and start praising God. How about that? Get up and start believing God. Quit feeling sorry for yourself and have a pity party for yourself. Get up and put your shoes on and say, I'm not going to live here in discouragement and, and intimidation and, and be bound up by fear and, and by doubt. And, and get up and say, I got somewhere to go. I'm marching on. I'm moving forward. I don't know what happened to the soldiers. Amen? Listen. I don't know what happened to the soldiers. Who said gone? They gone. I don't know what happened to the soldiers. I don't understand this, but the next thing that happens, the Bible says this in verse 8. Listen. He said, put your garment on. Put your coat on. Put your coat on. Listen. That speaks of the garment of praise. Amen. That speaks of the garment of praise. So you get up and your problems don't look so big. You put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You put on the shoes of faith so you're walking by faith and not by sight. Come on, amen. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. And I don't know. We're, we're not told what, what happens to the guards. We're not told what happens to the, to the prison guards that are next to him. The Bible doesn't say. I don't know. I don't know. They, they just disappeared. Maybe, maybe they got slain in the spirit. I don't know. The Bible don't tell us what happened to them. We don't have an answer. All we know is the thing that was holding him back for so long didn't even matter when God said, get up and put your shoes on and put your coat on. The things that had been holding him back for so long didn't even matter anymore. They just disappeared. Come on, I got one woo out of that. I need something better than that. Come on. God said, get up, put your coat on, put your shoes on, and follow the voice of the angel, and everything that was holding him back just disappeared. I'm, I'm telling you, suddenly the guards of in, intimidation and, and the guards of discouragement, they were gone. They couldn't even, they, they couldn't even hold him anymore. You got to get up. I don't know what happened to those soldiers. But the thing that Peter feared the most just simply disappeared. Amen. And God wants us up. You might have came in here this morning just bound and determined that you was just going to set through another service. <laughs> Welcome to Restoration Church. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on. You might have thought you was just going to come in here this morning and set through another church service and the chain of fear, the chain of doubt has you. Then on top of that, you've been discouraged. On top of that, you've been intimidated. But the light is shining right on you in that seat you're sitting in right now, this morning at Restoration Church. Come on, somebody. And I'm preaching to you, and I'm saying, get up. Put the garment of praise on this morning. Put your shoes of faith on this morning. 
Mm. I'm going somewhere. Say, I'm going somewhere. I ain't staying here. The two guards of discouragement and intimidation. They didn't have anything else to say when that happened. Have nothing else to say. The keeper of the prison that was so brave, that was trash talking, talking smack when the chains fell off and when the guards disappeared. I like this. Listen, I love the fact that when he stood up and he started walking by faith. Come on. He, he had his shoes on. He had the garment of praise on. Come on. He didn't even have to worry about the doors. Listen, he's got his shoes of faith on. He's got his garment of praise on, and, and he's walking, and, he, and he's walking by faith, and he's, and he's moving. And, and the Bible says he didn't even have to, have to worry about the doors. All he had to do was just walk up and push the door. It was already unlocked. Come on, now, listen, y'all missed a great spot to shout right there. He walked up to the doors, and the doors were already unlocked. Listen, he just pushed the door and kept on walking. The Bible says they open on their own accord. Come on. The doors to your destiny are already unlocked. They're already unlocked. God's waiting on you to get enough courage to take that first step of faith. It's what he wants you to do. The doors to your destiny are already unlocked. All you're required to do is listen. You don't have to be like, well, I just don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if these doors are going to open. I don't know what's going to, you know what? I'm just moving toward it. I'm praising the Lord as I'm moving. I'm praising Jesus as I'm moving. I got the garment of praise on. I know I got up. I know I got my shoes of faith on, and I want to tell you something. Here I go. And you just push the doors and walk right on through them. And the moment he would push on that door, the Bible says the door was already unlocked. And then he went to another door. And then he went to another door. He went to the doors, and the doors were already unlocked. And then when he got to that prison gate, the Bible says that big iron prison gate, the one that the warden was, was sitting behind and, and, and talking trash from. He's talking smack behind the iron gate. I can hear the warden in my mind right now. And he's saying things like, you don't have what it takes. You can't do this. You're not going to make it. You're no good. You all just give up. But now when he sees Simon Peter coming, y'all, with that garment on, he sees Simon Peter coming with them shoes of faith on. Look here. He's standing tall. He's walking by faith. He takes, listen, Peter walks up to him. The warden takes off and runs. The Bible says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. <laughs> the warden just takes off and runs. He said, he said, he says, resist the devil and he would just flee from you. It don't even matter. He seen Peter coming like, man, this dude had chains on him. He had guards on him. He was behind prison doors. He was behind everything. And all of a sudden, Peter comes walking out there like you. Dude, it's like, he gone. 
I'm out of here. I'm out of here. He went through the first ward. Then he went through the second ward. When he got up there, they was all unlocked. It was all unlocked. All the time, he was held back by doors that were never even locked. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know what's holding y'all back this morning. The whole time, he was held back by doors that wasn't even locked. Mm. Some of you don't understand, listen. There's going to be doors that are going to look closed to you. They're going to look closed to you. But as you walk by faith at the right time, come on, y'all, God will make those doors open. It's just your job to keep moving. It's your job to keep praising. It's your job to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. It's not my job to push the door open. My job is to just keep moving. Put your shoes on. You got somewhere to go, and it's your job to just keep moving. Just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. Walking by faith, having that garment of praise on. It's time to get up. It's time to walk. It's time to move. The chains are just falling off. And if you'll do that, every single door that God has for you to your destiny and God's plan for your life will open. I promise you. You thought they'd be locked, but when you get there, the favor of God will open those doors for you. Amen. Here's my favorite part of this little story. It's the whole time. The whole time. What encouraged me is that Simon Peter really didn't even believe that this was happening. The Bible says he really didn't even believe what was happening was really happening. Right? I thought he was some giant of faith. Amen? He was some giant of faith. And he didn't even believe what was really happening. He didn't even, didn't even get it. I thought Peter had so much faith, you know, he was believing, well, now that door's going to open. Don't worry about it. I've walked on water before. I've done this before. Like I, he's this big giant of faith, and, and these doors are going to open, and, and all this stuff's going to happen. And, and he, you know what? It was none of that. He was being carried by the Spirit of God. Amen? It wasn't any of that stuff. In today's terms, he was freaking out. Come on. He didn't even have faith. He didn't even believe that what he was seeing was even real. He had no idea. He had no idea. He thought he was dreaming the whole time. He thought it was too good to be true. And it wasn't until he got free. And he got past that iron gate. Come on, that the fresh air hit his face. He got free. He walked out. The fresh air hit his face. And he said, now I know for real. Mm. Maybe that don't do nothing for you. But it really encourages me that he didn't have great faith. Amen? He, just, he didn't have great faith, nor was he totally convinced. But God, with just a little faith, guys, listen to me, not, not great faith, 
but God with just a little faith, not, not being totally convinced, just a little bit of faith, but said, if you would just get up and if you'll shake off the chains of fear and doubt and not listen to the guards of discouragement and intimidation and you just use just a little bit of faith to keep moving forward, with a little bit of faith, chains fell off. Amen. With a little bit of faith, come on, guards disappeared. With a little bit of faith, iron gates opened. Huh? With a little bit of faith, the warden started running. With a little bit of faith, gates and doors opened of their own accord. With just a little bit of faith. It wasn't a lot of faith. With a little faith, he walked out because he got up. The angel said, get up. It wasn't great faith. It was just a little bit of faith. Maybe you're in here this morning. And I'm saying to you right now that the doors are already unlocked. The iron gate is already opening for you. Amen? Come on. I'm prophesying that big doors are swinging open for God's people in 2022 for you right now. Come on, everybody say for me. Say big doors. Big doors are opening for me in 2022. Big doors are opening for you. You know, I walked in here. I walked in here for our first church service. Three weeks ago today, hallelujah. Come on. And I'm just going to be real with you. I thought, is this real? Is this real? We just started a church. What am I doing here? Who am I? Y'all, I'm country as cornbread. You hear me? Who am I? I love you too. I walked in here, said, who am I? And the Lord said, you're my servant. And don't you dare let the chains of fear and doubt hold you back. And don't you let the guards of intimidation and discouragement tell you that you don't belong here. You go and you say what I tell you to say. And you do what I tell you to do. He said, because I'm the God who opens doors. No man can shut. And if you're supposed to be there, God will get you there. Hallelujah. If you get up. Everybody say, get up. Put the garment of praise on. Put your shoes on your feet. And keep moving. Shout, keep moving. Keep moving. Come on, hallelujah. The doors are already unlocked. Don't ever underestimate a door that God opens. And if he opens it, no man can shut it. If he opens it, no man can shut it. Amen. Don't you let intimidation by people, what they may think or say, stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Don't you let that happen. The fear of failure. Well, maybe I'll just fail. Maybe I, I shouldn't start a church. Maybe I'm, 
not hearing correctly. Maybe, maybe I, I'm, this door ain't open. What if, I, what if I get embarrassed? What if I have to quit? What if, what if, what if, what if? Always playing the devil's advocate. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? What if I don't get enough money? What if I quit? Well, what if you shut up? How about that? Huh? What if you shut up? How about that? Huh? We're tired of being the devil's advocate. Why don't we become God's advocate? Woo! Woo-hoo! Well, what if I do? What if I do make it? <laughs> what if I do just decide that my God can do exceedingly abundantly above anything I could ever think or hope or ask? Won't you shut up? Come on, somebody. I'll tell you something. If God is in me, the greater one is in me. <laughs> Woo! And can't nothing stop it. Can't nothing stop it. Shaking off the fear. Shaking off the doubt. Come on, y'all. I'm removing the intimidation. Discouragement, get behind me. Iron gate, big door, swing open. Here I come. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He's telling you. All you got to do is believe. Turn to your neighbor and say, get up. No, I mean it. Stand up. What's wrong with y'all? Come on, get up. Stand up. I mean it. <laughs> Stand up. Get up. Get up. What's wrong with y'all? Get up. Turn to your neighbor and say, put your shoes on. You're headed somewhere. Oh, and you need your garment of praise. You better tell them that. Come on. Can we give God some praise this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we give God some praise? God is ordering your steps. The chains can't stop you. Don't let them. The guards can't stop you. The enemy will flee in Jesus' name. I believe today is a day of freedom for you. Hallelujah. Freedom from fear. Freedom from doubt. Freedom from bondage. Addiction. Sin. Today is a day of freedom for you.